0: In five, four, three, two, one. Let's get this bubble. Can you give us your views whether or not there is a housing bubble out there? Well, unquestionably, housing prices are up quite a bit. I think it's important to note that uh, fundamentals are also very strong. Very strong. What? Listen now. Oh yeah. Hello listeners of the Less a Fair podcast, this is your host Ricardo Espaya, and today unfortunately Mr. Chan won't be joining us, but I'm glad to tell you that soon in the future episodes he'll be back and we'll be doing conversing and he's doing good, he's working and all that good stuff. But you might be wondering yourself, why did Ricardo decide to do a podcast? Well, it's evident that since the last episode that Mr. Chan and I did, a lot of things have happened, a lot of things. But currently, the event or the circumstance or the thought that is in everybody's mind is the election of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And the reason why I want to talk about this is not to endorse either Hillary Clinton or to endorse Donald Trump. The purpose of this podcast is directed to the person who is at the margin of saying, do I vote for a third-party candidate? Or do I give in to the lesser two evils? Now, for those of you who wouldn't know why this is even a question, why this is a dilemma, there's people who understand and who think that Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are both very lousy candidates. However, they also understand that if they were to not vote for them, their impact in this election would not be as significant, as prominent. So... This existential question comes to be, and people ask themselves, what do I do? Do I vote for less of two evils to have an impact in the present, or do I uh, vote for the candidate who I think is the proper one, even though I know they're not going to win? And today I want to convince you, and I want to give you my argument as to why I think you should vote for that third-party candidate, even, even if I don't agree with your choice of the third-party candidate. I think... You should vote for them. And the reason why I bring this up is because I had a very interesting interaction on Facebook. A really good friend of mine, she posed the following question, which really encapsulates this whole theme of this podcast, which is, so who's actually voting for Jill Stein? I really want to, but I don't think she will win, although I'm over this two-party system. Thoughts? So basically, this person, she wants to vote for Jill Stein, but she doesn't think she's going to win, and she's over this two-party system. What should I do? So this is a good friend of mine. I decided to give in my few cents of what my thoughts were regarding this issue. And it's actually very impressive the amount of people that have actually commented on this it shows you how involved people are in actually this election I don't know if it's a product because I'm getting older and I'm now you know seeing this but I think uh, this election has really gotten people riled up especially since social media is such a big aspect of our lives today and people can give their opinion and their voice which is something very beneficial but anyways so what I told her was your vote in my opinion is a personal decision one you must come to terms with by yourself Hence, vote for the candidate which you think most resemble your values. By you voting for such, you already you you are already revolting against a two-party system you're very much over. Now I know there's gonna be those who are gonna be screaming and which was prob which was the case, I mean three minutes after I got this comment. And this is for the people who are gonna be saying, Oh no, you're being naive, etc. You don't understand, blah 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 blah. But this is what I got. I got from a person, which I'm sure he's a very nice guy, don't know him, but at least I'm glad we got to interact and debate this. And he said, and by doing so, and by this I mean that you voting your third party candidate, you are being naive or you're also being naive. I think he said also being naive because he had a reference to naivete in previous comments, but I didn't know. But anyways, the point is... You usually get this argument. You say, I'm going to vote for third party, and all of a sudden you get a bunch of people screaming at you saying, no, you're being naive, you're wasting your vote, what are you doing, you're crazy. Or even if you say you're going to opt out of your vote because you don't think nobody's good, everybody just rambles at you and screams at you instead of actually trying to question and saying, why is it that you think such way? You know, it's very interesting to analyze how perspectives have changed. People, very often I've realized, and I'm not saying everybody, when you say something that is crazy or for them, instead of them saying, why do you say so, they immediately just rant at you. And I think that is not very beneficial in the process of developing of what is truth and what is, what is false. But anyways, I want to provide my opinion as to why I think it is not being naive to do so. And I did, I did this by giving a very well extensive, uh, you know, relative to Facebook response. And I told the person... I understand that I'm potentially being naive. And I'm saying potentially being naive because I want to I want to show my thought process and I want people to see my thought process and then to see the conclusion that if I was naive because of this, what would I do? But I say the following. I understand that I'm potentially being naive for two reasons. If there is another one, please let me know so I can reflect upon your words and improve my thought processes and hence become a better thinker. But anyways, I tell them, I am potentially being naive since in the United States, the voting process is arranged in such a a manner that, in the end, your vote virtually becomes insignificant since there are factors beyond your control affecting the election, making the whole voting process illusory. If this is the case, if this is why he thinks I am naive, then this is what you should do, I tell him. Then your voting, you voting or not voting, is immaterial. However, if you are aware of this and still wish to vote, then for your own internal satisfaction and peace, you should vote for who you think best resembles your values. So what did I mean to say? What does this mean? So I'm trying to guess why it is that this person thinks I'm being naive. And and I've thought of two possibilities, and I'm telling him there's more possibilities than tell me. But if I'm being naive because the whole election system in the United States might be corrupted, that basically you're you're insignificant in determining the outcome of this election, then there's no reason why you shouldn't vote for the third party. I tell them, if you're aware of this and you still wish to vote knowing that your vote is insignificant, for whichever reasons, I'm not saying it is or it isn't, I'm just hypothesizing whether or not this were the case, then you should vote for that candidate that makes you happy for your own internal satisfaction and peace. Because voting is something that only you know, like a bunch of other decisions in this life, that only you are aware of, that only you decide to do. And and it's something that you have to come to peace. I mean, sometimes you make decisions and nobody knows. But when you know you did something wrong, you did something right, you have an, an internal psychological conflict with yourself. And... What I'm trying to tell the person is here, you as a voter, if you know that this whole system is rigged and nothing is going to matter, then don't vote for the lesser of two evils, first of all, because it's immaterial material vote, and vote for the third party candidate that you want just for your own internal satisfaction and peace, you know? Because then you just are going to feel bad, you feel you're corrupting your integrity and hence you won't feel at the end of the day in the long run worthy of your happiness in my opinion. And I think happiness is the purpose of this life, of everybody's journey, if you want to call it. And then the second reason that I've told him that I might be potentially being naive is that since voting, and this is, a, this is a big argument that I get, this is the most common one, is that I could be potentially naive, I'm telling him, since, this is the argument you get, since voting for a third party is basically a wasted vote or a vote for the worser of evils, and if this is the case, if it is the case that if you vote for a third party, you're wasting your vote and you're voting for the worse or evil. Let's say that you wanted, to work, you wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton, right? You think Hillary Clinton is better than Donald Trump, right? Let's say that is the case. Well, the argument is, well, by you voting third party, you're getting a vote for Donald Trump or vice versa. You say you want to vote, you think Donald Trump is better than Hillary Clinton. But then you're like, oh, by you not voting for Donald Trump, you're basically wasting your vote. So this is my response to that. If that is the case, if it is the case, all that i just said, and thus one decides to vote for one of the big candidates, i.e. Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, then personally one would be corrupting one's personal integrity in exchange for values one considers evil, having in turn the effect of destroying any last beacon of integrity, something so scarce he stays, and the potential for true change in reality. If one wishes to change the two-party system, as is in the case of my friend, then one should not participate in it, but try to convince those who wish to listen to vote for their valued candidate. If this effect were amplified, then politicians would have to change their behavior and values for those of the masses. Today, to some extent, individuals at the margin of voting third party or not corrupt and change their values for politicians and hence further the progress of evil. In the end, they ask themselves, how did we get here? Now, these two paragraphs, they have a lot to say and they have to a lot untangle. But in the first one, what I wanted to show was that if you were a third party voter and you're at the margin and you have certain values, whether or not I agree with your values or not, If you're a third party voter and you think that Hillary Clinton is a bad candidate and you think Donald Trump is a bad candidate, and parentheses, if you think these guys are good candidates and you're voting for them, then good. I think that voting should be done for the candidate you think best resembles your values. And You think these guys resemble your values, then good for you and you do what you want. But if you're a third party voter and you're at the margin and you think these guys are disgraceful and you just don't want to waste your vote, then I'm arguing the first point is that you should, you're not wasting your vote because by you doing so, you are corrupting your integrity, your values, and you're giving in into the two-party system. And when you compound this and you see this long-term, when you realize that this is not the last election you're going to live, you're basically worsening the candidates there to come because you constantly keep compromising your values. And you say, well, but I have to do this because then uh, this is going to happen. I have to pick the lesser two evils." I think people should see more long-term, see in the future, and if they really want to make a change, they should convince other people to be like, look, you, If and those, when I say convince other people is not go to everybody and tell them, because not everybody wants to listen to this. This is to the people who want to listen. You tell them, look, if you think candidate x is the best one but you think he has a chance of winning you should still support him you should still vote for him because you are actually being different from the masses and you're becoming a beacon of your values so people who are holding on to their values Of people of integrity people who nowadays so rarely exist so that was my main point in that one and then i say that if people want to change a two-party system then you don't participate in it and you try to convince but this is the key Point. This is after me saying, okay, I might be naive for these two reasons, blah, 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 blah. but this is something, this part that I'm about to say that I don't think everybody sees, and it's the following. The process of changing people's ideas is not an instantaneous one. What do I mean by this? Changing people's ideas and investment is something that requires time. It requires reflection. It requires the time to even think about ideas. And unfortunately, we live in a world where people don't have enough time to even think about themselves, to think about ideas. Their their standard of living is decreasing at such a rapid pace that the next thing that they're worrying about is how do I find my next meal or how do I, for instance, have like a stress reliever because I'm stressed about my job. I don't like my job. So we... So the investment of ideas is one that takes time, for sure. So I say the process of changing people's ideas is not an instantaneous one, but one which takes time. When you realize that there are already forces set in motions for hard times to come, and you know that this is not the end, the more the reason to stand for something, so that in the future, when things are worse, people can turn to something else and to corrupt parties. Now, why is it that I say that the there are forces already set in motion for something worse to come. Well, that's when you analyze the financial sector and you realize the monetary policy has been conducted and you realize how the whole economy has been corrupted, how the lifeblood of an economy, money, has been corrupted. And then you know that in order to get back to a sound path in money and exchange and virtue and excellence, unfortunately, the chip's are in such a way, the dominoes are arranged in, sub, in such a way that bad things are going to happen. There's insurmountable amount of debt, there is a lot of conflict that is rising, there's gender wars, there's race wars, there's geopolitics happening all around the world, and all of these dominoes are all set just for one instantaneous thing, whether it is Deutsche Bank, whether it is Banco de Pace, or whatever, to just to blow up everything. And when things blow up, I think they're going to blow up pretty bad, we have already elected a new president and there's going to be a lot of changes then when the next election comes when even the election after that the election after that if we just keep on giving in to the two-party system and saying I am going to continue to give in and compromise my values then we will automatically by default keep on getting worst and worst candidates the more Corruptible, we become the more corrupt will be our politicians, and by corruptible I means corrupting our own values, something that only we know, something that you as an individual know, and that if you are not happy with yourself, if you feel that at the end of the day you're becoming corrupted, then you will feel worthy of corruption. It is only when you realize that you're upholding your values that you start to question everything and saying, No, I will not accept this. No, I will not accept this. And if you amplify this effect. To the mass and you start convincing people saying no i will not vote for a candidate that's going to do x no i will not vote for a candidate that's going to do x politicians will not have a chance but to give in to your desires but right now unfortunately we are giving in to the desires of the politicians and that is why we're going this way so with all this in mind my main point is if you get the argument that by you voting for a third party you're being naive you say two things. One, if I'm being naive because the whole political system is arranged in a certain way that my vote is not going to matter, then what you should do is still vote a politician that you value. Because at the end of the day, you're saying, okay, my vote is immaterial, and if for some reason you still want to vote, then vote for the politician you want or just stay at home because your vote is immaterial. Then if you get the argument that is saying, oh, Uh, You shouldn't vote for a third party because you're wasting your vote. You basically tell that person that you are not corrupting your your integrity, your values, for those who are already corrupted. And you basically start to convince other people that you are a beacon, that you hold values. Whatever values they may be, at least you hold them. That for the future, because you know this is not the end. This is not the end of the world. Right now, this is a very big decision, and it is. I'm not... I'm not degrading the prominence of this election but what I'm saying is there will be more elections to come and if you don't hold any values then eventually the two-party system will continue and evil will win evil will continue to win and by that I'm saying okay maybe you want Jill Stein maybe you want Gary Johnson maybe you want X maybe you want Y maybe you don't want anybody but when you Say, okay, these guys, I know these guys are both evil, however, I need to pick the lesser of one. Well, you're giving into evil and you're letting evil continue. But then when you get to the next election, you say, okay, I know things are bad and I know these two guys suck, but, you know, this one sucks less. Well, you're progressing evil. The alternate universe is when you say no. I'm not voting for these two guys because they suck. And then you tell the other person, no, they suck. And then the imagine the effect being amplified. Then you're actually, as a citizen, telling yourself that your vote is not something you just give away when you have a battle between two lesser evils. Your vote actually matters a lot to you more. So with all that in mind, I hope you guys really enjoy this podcast. Hopefully we'll be doing a lot more of these. But the point is, I think a lot of people actually underestimate the effect that they have as a person and by that i'm not saying just in the ballot poll i'm talking about the people around you when you tell somebody that you're voting for a third party or that you're voting let's say for the one of the big main guys but you have reasons you have values to why you're voting for that person You're actually affecting and creating the possibility of that person thinking of why you're doing such an action and then reflecting upon something which needs a lot of reflection. Hope all of you guys have a great time and a great day and we'll see you next time.